No matter who you are, where you are, or what you celebrate, it's only one thing I have to say this holiday season. Hen... Shin. Ho, ho, Henshin. How's that? Was that good? Did that work? Perfecto. <laughs> so you're listening to Common Ride with me for our special December holiday series, Common Ride by Slate and I. And you have a nice, n- nice, clean, just the OGs like pod with me, Kip, and my co-host, Copacetic Seppai, newly rebranded James Baker. What's good, people? What's good? Thanks for having me back on, bro. <laughs> I don't know why, but that makes it sound like I'm like not keeping you on the show. But yeah, I was good to have you. It's funny. I'm just joking. <laughs> you guys can count on me, man. Oh, yeah. And uh, we can count on some really interesting stuff to talk about today. We're looking at um, like episodes like 7 through 12, the second part of our intro slash look at for beginners for Comrade EX8. And also... Hey, look at it. it's like holiday special, and uh, we'll get there in that second part. But uh, yeah, so quick question for you, James. Like, um, we're doing this whole like holiday theme month, like having lots of like holiday specials. Um, how do you kind of like celebrate or think about like the holidays? <laughs> That's funny. Um, I forget the kid's name on episode twelve. Shuhei, Shuhei. Yeah, Shuhei. Yeah, so I wouldn't say I'm I'm on a shoe wave and I'm just like fuck Christmas, but um I have fun. I have fun with it. Um me and my girlfriend, we you know, we celebrated in our way, but I've never really been like a big holiday guy, but for some reason this year, I'm into it. Like I just got back from like watching Christmas or viewing Christmas lights and you know, buying Christmas gifts and it's just I feel like I want to celebrate this year. You know, something positive to end the year on with it and also with New Year's following it, but I've never been heavy on it. Um, but, uh, for some reason I got the spirit this year. How about you? How do you celebrate? Yeah. Kind of the same, honestly. Like, um, I'm not a religious person. Like I've always like, liked like the non-Christian Christmas, like as far as like going to the mall and seeing the lights or like, uh, well, like growing up, we always like went to like the zoo on Christmas Eve and that was always fun. But, um, yeah. So, um, this year I kind of wanted to do the theme month, both because like, I'm a real bastard who like loves puns, but also because like uh, I uh, felt like a lot of people were like really down at that like normally we're way more up on the holidays, and like I was like I'm I'm like kind of like steady, like I should probably do something positive, like at least like it's like I'm seeing so many people who are like into it that aren't this year, like I should like maybe try and like stoke that a little bit as somebody like who's doing all right, you know? Yeah, I'm the same way. Um, we have this cafeteria lady at my job and. She's super nice, always helps me out when I have a question or if I lose something. So I like low-key asked her, like, where do you go grocery shopping at or where you do most of your shopping at? And she said Walmart. So I'll give her like a little gift card and surprise her. Like, I'm just saying that kind of mood this year. You know what I'm saying? Just like, oh, yeah. just try to like put a smile on somebody's face. That's where I'm at. And like, it's a good idea to like have a time like generally where you can like, <laughs> it's like when you like have like a night in the week where like, you dress up like i'm like definitely somebody like who was like anti a lot of this like kind of stuff when i was younger but like now i'm more like i like that there's a time just to kind of like say hey also this or like hey this sentiment like it's like nice just to say sometimes hey here's something nice or or, like here's something special yeah and you like pretty much explain like my feelings right now and i really didn't know how to express it but uh as i'm getting older and i'm slowly transitioning to like the family stage i do kind of want to have that tradition set in place for whenever i do have kids and you know like we do this on certain holidays or this is how we spend it so i kind of want to start laying the stones now for that for the future so i'm right where you're at bro but whenever whenever i was like single and you know didn't care i didn't didn't celebrate the holidays at all man it's just another day (laughs) yeah and like it's just like uh for me too i think like there's a lot of stuff that like i was like exposed to like growing up where i was like exposed to it in like a negative sense or like people being like eh, it's the war on christmas like versus like 
oh, this is like just something that people are like enjoying, and it's nice that people like have that, and like that, like now kind of makes me feel good when people like have something like that they enjoy, you know? Yeah, it is so funny, like un Christmas related, but like today, like I've always wanted a dog, but I didn't understand why people had dogs. Like, like I get it, like you want a companion and something like to like groom and take care of, but I went for a walk today, bro. <laughs> It had to be the best walk of my life. So I'm just like, yo, I, I get why people have dogs now. It kind of forces you to be outside because I just transitioned into being a full-time employee and just being inside all the time and not outside. It kind of like, on my days off, I kind of want to go for walks now. <laughs> I don't know if that sounds corny or not or whatever. Just it just I, I, I understand why some people may have dogs. It kind of like forces you to be outside when you go off work. But that's just a funny story that I wanted to share with you guys. But also, like, dogs are just, like, ride or die. Like, they're just like, holy shit, you're home? Like, let's hang out. Like, let's, like, do something. Like, let's... See, I I get that, but my cat is the exact same way. Like, some people, like, say, like, oh, I hate cats. But my cat, whenever he sees me come home, he's he's pretty much a dog. So, especially when it's feeding time. <laughs> so, when I record this, like, I get, like, some, like, feedback if I have, like, my mouse plugged in. So, like, I, like, unplug my mouse, but I have, like, a tiny cat. And she jumps up onto my mouse pad and currently she um has her tail like wrapped around my wrist like a handcuff so like I can't move and she's just like laying down there. And like that's how like most nights I'm like <laughs> on this podcast, honestly. Yeah, my cat is currently laying on my foot while I <laughs> pot. That's basically what dogs do from what I hear. <laughs> no, yeah. S- speaking of um human companionship though, like I wanted to kind of um share with you something that might interest you as far as um, another kind of uh, maybe not physical companionship. And that is um, that Microsoft has announced a collaboration with Comrider Zero One mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, to create Rena, who is an AI as part of like line, which I guess is like a Japanese social network or like Twitter. Yeah. I posted a link for you, but basically um, they basically have like, a like human gear design to like represent Rena, and she's gonna appear in the movie coming up. What? Yeah. Yo, shout out Comrade Zero breaking barriers, bro. Let's go. Let's go. That's awesome. Who had like a one more to the fire that's kind of like related to what we're looking at today. Um, know what was coming out around the same time as Comrade Ex Aid? No, I don't. It was a couple years ago, but it was PlayStation VR. So if you look right there in our chat, they made a custom Kamen Rider EX Aid PlayStation VR that you could only get in Japan. Oh, that's sick. Okay. I guess that is fairly recent, huh? Okay. I like that. There was part of me that was like, I wasn't going to spend $400 on a VR headset, and I'll never see it because I'll be wearing it, but maybe I should like spend the, like, the extra like $100 and get like, the EX Aid one. I didn't, but for for that one, it'd be worth it. And then just take a pic for the gram and just call it a day. But that that's sick. I like that color scheme. And like, um, there's some stuff like leather jackets and like sometimes like fashion stuff. But also like they do lots of stuff with cars, where they would be like, "Oh, we have this car," and like there's like eight that are in the color scheme for like this common rider kind of thing, which is always cool too. It's always around the holiday times, or what? Uh, no, it, like it depends like on like the movies or like, what's going on, but like probably next year too, it's like, it's like the Kamen Rider like 50th soon. So like that might be when we see more of this kind of stuff. Okay. But yeah, like, I thought you want to know that, uh, we're getting closer to daybreak over here. <laughs> yeah, it's coming, bro. It's right there. Ultraman's up first. We next. Exactly. <laughs> In the tradition, though, of um, like our like show, um, has there been anything like in like pop culture or like media that like in the past week like you've been like really big on or like how you looking at or? Can we please take out like five minutes or five or ten minutes out of our, out of our pod to talk about the Mandalorian? Oh my god, this is the probably the most fun. Other than the Undoing, the Undoing was fun too until the season finale. They they dropped the ball with that one, but that's neither here or there. But <laughs> the Mandalorian. Season two has been a success so far. I've been enjoying it so much. I've finally grown into the to the name of Grogu. I didn't like it at first, but 
I kind of call him Baby Grogu. <laughs> I just wanted to call him Baby something. And I feel like they took that away from me. So I just call him Baby Grogu um, for the time being. And uh, I'm having a lot of fun with this. Have you been watching? Yeah, in a couple of weeks, um, when it's over, we should like take like 20 minutes and like have like a full spoiler talk. But I've been like really liking the show so far. Like it's been like a, it feels stronger than season one in a lot of ways too. Like it feels like it like knows what it's doing a lot better. Yeah, and I feel like the like the shoulder of the Star Wars universe is on the Mandalorian, sh- or the whole Star Wars universe is on the shoulders of the Mandalorian right now. Yeah. Um, there's so many things happening this season with the appearance of Ahsoka, the mentioning of other Jedi's, uh, the talks of uh, Thrawn, yeah, um, Boba Fett showing back up, uh, like the rumors of Luke Skywalker possibly making an appearance in the season like it's it's insane like i didn't expect this in season two this is something that takes place like in maybe like four or five to like spice things up but for season two yeah it's it's, it's happening so fast and i think i think sorry to cut you off but i think it's the best timing for it because they realize that they dropped the ball with um the last trilogy and yeah i guess they found a way that they talked about it like maybe the Mandalorian can save what we've done and also save what we left out. It's kind of like the the halfway point. Like it's juggling both sides of the Star Wars canon in, in their hands right now. And I can't wait to see how this pans out. Well, for me, like with Star Wars, it's such like a tactile like universe. Like there's stuff where like, you're like, oh, like I love the way that this like frog alien looks and like it's like a real thing in the world. Like it's like a lot of the same reason that like I like like toku or like last year we talked about like the mandalorian like as like a like special like it's toku ish like kind of thing where it's like i like how star wars feels like such an like an alive and like a fresh world and like very like weighted and grounded and like the ships all look like they've been used for example and like they're dirty and like one of the best things like that that the show did in the first season was just showing us dirty stormtroopers that was so cool like yeah. that kind of stuff <laughs> i remember uh ep- or uh what was it? Um, what was the episode? Sorry, I'm having a mind fart. You might have to edit this out. What's the one that J.J. Abrams directed? Ooh, I don't know off the top the of my head. The first one. Fuck, why did I forget? The first one this season or last season? No, the movie that J.J., the the first episode of the new trilogy. I'm oh, The Force Awakens, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Okay. So I remember in The Force Awakens when they first showed uh, Finn with like the blood over his helmet. I remember I thought that was cool. And then this one, we get like dirty stormtroopers, uh, stormtrooper helmets on spikes. It's just like, like what you said, it's just like, we're, like it's, it's a different look. It's something new. And also too, like I think like last year, the Mandalorian was coming out. Like I felt like Star Wars was kind of on a high because like The Force Awakens, a lot of people were like, oh, that's like a eh movie, but it's like still strong for like a start of a trilogy and then like the last jedi was split and like like personally i kind of came around to the last jedi like in a big way once i was like over my headcanon of what i wanted to have with certain characters <laughs> around the time Mandalorian came out it was like really well received and then like there was also the like star wars jedi fallen order game that was like also really well received just for being like a very good like open worldy like dark soulsy like star wars game which is a cool as hell like sentence to say like five years ago like i would have thought that wasn't possible honestly and like then the movie came out and it was kind of like oh like things feel really spoiled but right now there's mandalorian season two there's um empire strikes back from like a certain point of view is like a big celebration of like 40 years from that movie that was like um just full of really cool authors doing really cool stories and i think like the thing with Mandalorian is Star Wars just kind of gets better when there's more of it and it's not focused on the super big stuff. It's more focused on like the small stuff of living in the world, you know? Yeah. And that's my favorite thing about the Mandalorian. It just feels very, very niche. And with this season, I was so like afraid that introducing new characters like Ahsoka and, you know, uh, uh, Boba Fett will kind of ruin that. It will kind of usher in like, okay, you will see more lightsabers in season three which is okay but at first in the first season it was refreshing to never see like a lightsaber until the end we got the dark saber and when you finally see one you're like you know like it's like a shocking moment because just like wow we just watched a whole star wars movie without a lightsaber which was really refreshing about rogue one 
that was kind of what what made that fun too. And then at the end, you get the whole uh, Darth Vader scene with with his lightsaber. So whenever Star Wars starts going out on the fringes of like their their content that they have to explore or mine, that's that's my favorite kind of Star Wars at the moment. Yeah, and I just want to see like um, them do more stuff like that. Like I'm not sure if I want to see like an Obi Wan show, for example. But like I would love if they were just like, hey, here's like this weird star wars like fast and furious like bank heist like tv show like, i would <laughs> love that like, that'd be perfect yeah and i i see that the buzz about that uh obi-wan kenobi show is starting to slow down a little bit and now they're starting to like push the boba fett and ahsoka shows which is a good idea i think it was too soon to have an obi-wan uh series um i'm pretty sure people are asking for it i wouldn't say i don't know who would be asking for that because i would definitely be tuning in but I just feel like the timing's off. I feel like you still want to play with, you know, your your characters from Clone Wars or, you know, usher in the next tr- trilogy um, or set up that, which is probably what they're doing with Grogu at the moment. So my girlfriend, um, I made her watch the um, the episode that had like Ahsoka in it because I was like, oh, hey, like you haven't watched like any of this. And then she watched it. And like at the end, she's like, oh, wow, I'm so glad that baby Yoda isn't actually Yoda. And I was like, oh, you thought baby Yoda was like actually Yoda. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a lot of people did actually. Yeah, it's weird. I was on the fence. Yeah, I was on the fence. I didn't, I didn't want it to be Yoda. I I was in the camp. Like it would have been cool if it was Yoda, but I was in the, in the camp of maybe it could be his offspring or just another of his species. I didn't really like the whole clone Yoda idea. Yeah, that would have been weird. Um, but like I um see the way they're trying to connect it to wider stuff, and that's fine. Just I hope it's still like it stays small. Like I hope it's like, hey, somebody being able to do stuff like that like the Mandalorian can or that like a like normal Jedi can is like like stays like a massive outlier, like too, you know? Yeah, my favorite uh my favorite part about shows like this is just like the the theories that are coming out. And I've heard some wild ones and the most wildest one that I heard was like, um, um <laughs> Uh, Jaren dies in the season finale. I'm like, what? <laughs> the show's called The Mandalorian. Like, how do you just take out, you know, um, Oscar Isaac without him even like being in it like heavy with just his face? I'm like, if they do kill him, I don't think it'd be in this, the season finale. Like, they're like, yeah, like he dies and then Luke's comes and takes over the show and The Mandalorian is actually about Grogu. I'm like, eh. I'm like, that's, that's the, that's too much for me. I wouldn't like that at all. I love Mark Hamill. I don't want him to be headlining like a Star Wars show, given where that character was, and just like him having to be in like young age makeup for like forty hours a week or something. Well, like that it would, would be a lot. Supposedly, it would be the kid that plays Bucky, Sebastian. Forget his last name. Dan? Oh, Stan. Okay. Yeah. Supposedly, it's going to be him. And you know, Disney is known for doing fan service, and whoever you do concept art on the most, they will get the role. <laughs> and Sebastian Stan has been pioneered or like pretty much chanted to be Luke's replacement. I mean, um, that would be, I would just like that if that was just like, if they just went like a hundred years of the future, like, oh, like stuff's different now and like this new age. Like, what I want most from Star Wars, honestly, is I would love it if they just did like, also, here's Earth 2 Star Wars. Here's like a whole separate thing not affecting stuff where like weird stuff could happen. Like I would love that at this point. Cause I'm kind of just like, they're very precious. Like this takes place like five years after return of the Jedi or whatever. Like I, I kind of wish like you just had like the ability to like go completely like off the wall at this point. Yeah. And that's why I like characters like Bill Burr's character or uh, like whenever the moments when the stormtroopers are like chat on a bike about, you know, just like their day. <laughs> Yeah. Just like checking out for a little bit. Those are my favorite moments of the Mandalorian. Or if they like go like really far back in time where like, oh, if like anything happens, it can it's long enough that like history as we know it can still happen, you know? Like like I would love that. Yeah, and that's kinda like what they're doing with Attack on Titan in the final season. It's like a prequel low key, and then I'm pretty sure they're like flash forward and just show how the uh, all the dots connect. Yeah. Um I haven't watched that show for years. Um, I hope it's all right. Like I've heard some mixed things about it in the recent years. I know it had like a big gap between seasons. Yeah, season one to two was a huge gap. Um, but they've been pretty consistent after that. And this is the final season. And 
Um, not to get all sappy, but I'm just glad that uh, this anime got a final season because so many don't. It, like one season a drop or like two, and then it just falls off or doesn't get picked back up like your favorite Netflix show, you know? So for this anime to actually have a beginning and an end is pretty astounding. Well, that's great. Um, I am waiting for like something to catch my interest right now because I've been like kind of wanting a show and I've been like, oh, what's this <laughs> firefighting show? And I'm like, I don't want to watch this firefighting show. Maybe if I hear more about it, like maybe like I'm hoping like something catches my attention before My Hero Academia comes back. But who knows at this point? Are you just referring to strictly anime or just a show in general? I kind of want like an anime, you know, like I like kind of fell off like Jujutsu, like Kaisen. um, And there's nothing where like I've like been super because I know like Promise Neverland and like Dr. Stone both kind of had animes where people were like a little mixed on them compared to like the manga. So I'm like not sure where to look. We could talk offline. (laughs) Oh, yeah, totally. But um, speaking of getting online and gamers and rising up. Uh, let's look at Comrade EX8. And we're back. And once again, this week we looked at Comrade EX8, part two of our intro to the series, which is episodes 7 through 12 and last time we looked at episodes 6 or 1 through 6 the first 6 episodes uh and yeah so just really quickly because you all like the titles that is episode 7 the reasons for some lies episode 8 men fly high episode 9 beat up the dragon episode 10 uneven doctors episode 11 who's the black common rider episode 12 <laughs> christmas special targeting the silver exodus <laughs> uh so just kind of like without getting too into it some general thoughts on these episodes and on the show okay so i'll take it from one through 12 first as a whole this is a great like 12 episode uh of a season i really liked every single episode i can't deny i can't even say like i hated an episode um split them in half from first pod to second pod i would say the first Six episodes were high octane, and then the second um, half kind of like took the foot off the pedal. Started getting to like more character development and moving the plot versus more action. But uh, I really enjoyed it, man. And uh, for episode 12 to end off on a Christmas episode is perfect, especially for December. <laughs> no, I was maybe playing that for a minute. Like, honestly, I was like, this is the perfect it, Christmas special. It was so funny because I was like, why was Kent so like hell bent on like doing this like in November and December? And then I hit episode 12 and I'm like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is it. So that was low key a Christmas present from you to me. So I appreciate that, man. Well, well um, you're welcome then because it was a very like targeted one <laughs> at that. But no. Yeah. Uh, I was just like, why is this like a holiday? And I'm like, ah, oh, episode 12. That was the one. <laughs> but no. um. These are all like very dense episodes, like compared to the first six too, which is like probably why like they slowed down. Like even like we could do like what we've done in like a full episode of like some lesser episodes of like zero one or like saber, like just on like episode seven for like example, which is like a cool episode to look at um what's going on with Kyria and like his like friend like who died five years ago on like zero day. And it's like all about like him being labeled as like a liar. And it's like a very good episode. Yeah. Throughout this whole like little six episode run, it's been heavy carrier, right? Like, yeah, he started off like a character in a background in the first arc. And then like, he's been really, really one of the most pivotal characters in the whole season so far. Um, But like you said, like with Kyria is, it was very, very interesting to seeing how the other doctors or the other writers interacted with him because I would say he's very untrustworthy, but I'm not really sure where those trust issues came from until we found out like, okay, so he's kind of like ashamed that that happened to his friend. So it kind of all pieced together about how they treated uh, Kyria. And um, I can't say he's one of my favorite characters, but I would say that he's, he's really, really uh, a good character that's written and very interesting to seeing where he goes into the future. And like, um, we're definitely like 
softening our stance when we're looking at like Cobb Rider Saber, for example, which is a show that similarly has a lot of people like showing up in it. But like something I like about like Kira, for example, is like he's like a character who immediately is defined by his relationships with other people that like is just very well done. And like I like how like in like episode like seven, for example, like his arc is I finally have like a human form. Like I'm not just a bike. I was so glad they did that. I like clapped <laughs> when I was watching because I remember when I was, when we did the last part, I was so down. I'm like, why is he a bike? Like what? Like it worked and it worked in episode seven. But when he finally got a human humanoid uh, form, I was so relieved to see that. <laughs> it's a little things, man. Yeah. And like, it's also like when you do something like when you put like a bike on the wall in act one, like they have to turn into like a person in like act three. It's called um Chekhov's bike, I think. But yeah, it's just like a very like <laughs> it works because like there's that like nice like anticipation and like like his whole thing, like how that like whole thing ends to where he like got the trust of Emu again and then is like, oh, now I have like cool hand axes that like form like a bow and I'm going to like show people who you are and then getting faked out and like more ostracized from people that like think he's more a liar. Like that was like a really nice like point there too, where it's like, Oh, your friend was like hit by a car. And like we find out later, his friend was hit by a car because he was panicking from having the bug survivors and right of the trap. And like, it's all yeah, like really a very could, nice way. I really couldn't predict that one. Like I was thinking he committed suicide like he's like i'd rather die now than become a bugster but then we find out it was a car crash which is probably even worse for kiria you know like that's why he's so like like should i've said something should i've not like i've never been there but i could relate to like how he was feeling if i was in that situation yeah and too like the whole episode is like about um the plot line with the people too is like how he's saying hey you can't just tell people the truth all the time like sometimes like you need to lie to like yeah. protect people and that kind of stuff and like i think um in the end that bears out like to not be the case and like you need to support people as they deal with hard truths but it's like a very he makes sense like as like somebody who's like he just like is very clear in these episodes which is good because he should time we have um and that continues on to who um the next episode like episode eight because there's uh this whole what this episode does is like establish that taiga is a badass <laughs> yeah he pretty much turned into a mandalorian this episode <laughs> he gets like a jetpack and just like steals Guns. both their powers yeah he's a mandalorian pretty much <laughs> when you're establishing like characters like outside of the hierarchy and like outside of like the different bonds people have that like is like hey if, like i can do this on my own like you don't need to be here having him beat the shit out of two main characters is a good way to do it by itself yeah and uh it helps too that like this feels like one of the better two like um of the um human storylines it's like there but it's not overpowering it's just like very clear what it's about and, like i think like the doctor angle is even better than like the i'm the ceo of like a like company angle for example like it's just a very good way to get into people's lives without like it being like contrived yeah to like find out that he was like fired from his job and pretty much he's like on a, on a redemption tour is uh very compelling i do like that uh i do like that every writer has their own motive of why they want the guest i do like that a lot so for like hero it's like oh i lost my girlfriend for tiger it's like um i let your girlfriend die <laughs> um and for like Kirai, it's much more like, yeah, I kind of um lost someone too, but also just kind of sketchy, I guess. So there you go. And like um that leads to like what is in episode nine and ten, like a much stronger arc about like getting these characters to interact though. And like we kind of like set up like our first like bigger threat in graphite. So what do you kind of think of like um how they managed getting the writers to team up. I liked it a lot. It definitely played on the whole idea of this being like a video game kind of gimmick. And with video games, like the best part of doing is like co-op or multiplayer. So for them to find like a McGuffin and actually make them like join forces 
it's pretty dope. Um, I didn't really see that coming, but I feel like the execution was really good. And also, like, the whole, like, dragon armor that still has, like, the pink spiky hair, it shouldn't work as a design, but it just does because of how well they, like, establish it and, like, that, and they make it have consequences of being this, like, thing that he can barely control, too. I like that a lot. Like, um, for him to, like, take on all the responsibility itself, that would be, like, pretty much the best way to show it. Like, okay, I need everybody else's help. This can't just be writer, 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 <laughs> you know, doing solo stuff and beating each other up. We have to figure out a way to make this thing work, and that's the best way to do it. Pretty much like a Megazord, low-key. No, yeah, totally. It's just, like, let's all do this as, like, one group, and it's... um, Yeah, it's like the one part of the show we all like get together and we're in sync yeah and it's like funny too because like i think they um do kind of come back to that because this is like a show that does a very good job at like putting the writers against each other but also still making them work together yeah it was a lot of like friendly fire and complaining just like when you play call of duty or anything with your friends like why didn't you do that this is like when you have like a set tactic and like one plan things can happen but at least you know everybody's on the same page so that was a good way to express that if this was an America show, you know they would have made like a cringeworthy like Leroy Jenkins like joke of like Leroy <laughs> Jenkins. <laughs> I finally saw that for the first time like two weeks ago. I never knew what that meant, and it's hilarious. <laughs> Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> what game was that? That was World of Warcraft. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, why Leroy Jenkins? Like, was that his real name, or is he just saying, like, a name? I need I need answers, man. That shit is too funny. <laughs> I'm guessing that was his character's name, but it might have been his, uh... <laughs> that makes it even funnier. <laughs> Who names their character Leroy Jenkins? That is hilarious. <laughs> like, Jack Black and Michael Sarah. Uh, what was it called? It was something... Year One... And like it was like this oh, um, caveman yeah. movie. Yeah, I remember that shit. So there's like a scene in the movie where like they're about to go fight like some Romans in like a base, and they just do Leroy Jenkins, like not even like a joke. Like <laughs> like they just have somebody named Leroy Jenkins in the movie start talking to Michael Sarah and be like, "I'm gonna do it, Leroy Jenkins," gets them all killed. <laughs> yeah, then like yeah. a couple years later, he makes a YouTube channel about gaming. So their writing was on the wall. There must be like a YouTube channel from somebody who like claims they're Leroy Jenkins or like that first character. Like, has like anyone found that person? I have to wonder. <laughs> yeah, he has to have like a, a like a social media following. Once you get that kind of like clout or like that kind of like people watching videos, you get instant followers. And he's basically like Rick Astley, kind of like like every day. There's people that are just like probably like at him and he's like ah ha ha yeah like Leroy Jenkins <laughs> make sure you support my Patreon I don't know but yeah um, w- one thing too is um, all the fight scenes in EX8 like work despite the fact that like they have like some really like cartooning stuff happening like they still feel like cool grounded fights which is like very cool um, and we're already like a good way through because like there's so much happening in these episodes like you almost can't like micro into them because like it's like so much of the plot is just like getting characters in place for stuff and it like works when you're watching it but um in the second last episode though um things get kind of screwy uh so basically kuroto who is comrade gem the um dark version of ex8 uh from the strangely named episode who's the black cop writer uh <laughs> Even the intro. <laughs> yeah. You're black? <laughs> I just started laughing. No, there was like a Sentai from like a few years ago where they did that, where they were like, hey, like I'm like the blue guy. I'm the red guy. And like, I'm like the. And I was like, ooh, don't do that. Like, I know you're like Japanese, <laughs> but don't do that. <laughs> it was funny. That's where it's at. But no, um, this is the first part of the Christmas plot where Shuhei is this kid who hates Christmas and has like a broken leg and gets like possessed by like a bugster. And one thing I love is that he like runs on his broken leg until he can't anymore and like falls down clutching it. Oh, really yeah. Cool to me. <laughs> and um, the like 
plot here is basically that um to further his plans Kuroto like the head of the like um of the company that's been like supplying like CR is like okay they just need to clear the like bike game that I have and and like I also need the like the data from death so how would you describe kind of his plan to get the data from death he pretty much wanted to die that's pretty <laughs> much what happened I'm just like yo this dude's wilding out wilding out might as well die it's the best way to get my plot to further yeah I didn't see that coming yeah and he just uh takes them to like a basketball court like gets beat up by all four riders and like makes his plot go forward and um then he has like this moment where like his indicator reads dangerous zombie and he like stabs himself which I'm like sure for you you were like, kind of like oh what's going on here right yeah I was kind of confused and then he came back I'm like oh okay I see what we're doing here he's pretty much I forget the guy's name from game the one that was making the drivers he kind of reminds me of that character yeah Roma yeah just doing all this stuff to get data off of uh for his own benefit kind of reminds me of that and as I watch like multiple comrade shows, I see like they always kind of like relate to each other, like in a way. No, totally. Um, it's really cool because like um, he also becomes like a rather when he becomes full villain on the show. Like, and you haven't seen some of that. He definitely becomes like so. Ex Eight is probably the most memed common writer show because of like all of the weird stuff going on, and he probably becomes like pretty high on it. <laughs> that list, Dan. Yeah. Oh, okay. That kind of brings us to, to, to episode 12, which I think is where, like, most of the meat of, like, the whole arc kind of yeah. happens. Everything fell in place. This is, like, an episode of two parts, I think. Episode 12 of Um, uh, There's the Christmas plot line, and then there's the other plot line. But, uh, um, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, let's take our time with this. <laughs> you want me just to dive into it? Yeah, dive in, but start with the Christmas plot line. I was about to go. You know, I was about to go in. Uh, the Christmas plot line was, um, can I say cute? Yeah. <laughs> it was cool. I thought it was really cool just to see like all the characters like dressed up and like, how did they play it off? It was like a bonus or like some kind of hidden coin or something like that. Like, yeah, like a seasonal level. power, which honestly yeah. makes sense. Like, that's like, who yeah. hasn't played like a game that has that? I just laughed. It was like a seasonal skin you put on and. It was just an overall fun half of the episode. I can't say fun episode because we didn't get there yet. But what do you think? No. Uh, so this episode is kind of famous. And part of the reason we were watching these in November, then December. Uh, and it's got like, like just like the whiplash of it, I think. And like they kind of earn it by how well they do so much of the show coming up to have this kind of like weird, fun episode that's like it's poppy singing and being like pipo pow pipo pow pipo all the way and like that kind of thing all the stuff of like the dancing is very fun too but just um yeah, and i forgot to say i like the whole shuhei plot line how that like we find out why yeah. he was mad around christmas time that was cool too forgot to mention that big thing in like a lot of toku is like hey kids want to feel connected to their parents it's hard and like Let's face it, like, there are a lot of people, like, uh, watching Toku, like, who are kids who are like, oh, my parents are busy, I'm watching TV, and, like, just to see, like, a nice story like that is nice, and, like, his whole thing about, like, trying to help them decorate for the holiday so they had less work to do, and it was nice. Uh, yeah, it was really nice. Who had the better fit? Uh, Comrade EX8, Poppy, Comrade Brave, the bike... <laughs> I would say Brave, because he even had like a dance routine. So, I gotta go with Brave. There's more Poppy singing later in the show, and like, uh, not to spoil it, but it gets dark a little bit. Poppy gets dark, or just her A little singing? bit. Oh, shit. She turns into like an evil Izu type thing, or what? You don't want to spoil it for me? Yeah, I don't want to spoil it for you, because I like, have the feeling that if you went through game, you might go through this show like in the near future, and uh, Let's just say, like, there's a point where the larger plot line of the show comes into focus, and like, just <laughs> they yeah, use her I, singing. I, yeah, I still can't figure that out. Like, I, I I see the plot points developing, but I can't figure anything out. The biggest thing I'm trying to figure out right now is the mystery behind 
Emu's surgery. I feel like that's been talked about the most out of this these last six episodes. It's just like what exactly happened. And I feel like they're kind of leaning toward like he died. <laughs> and like they brought him back to life somehow. Um so but, actually, uh, like, let's go into those. Um, there's a couple like weird mysteries lingering. Um, like his surgery, yeah. Uh, we see like Karaya talk to Dan's dad, who's in jail. Yeah, that was cool. I didn't see that coming either. I like the dad uh, pivot. We see um, a new character, Nico, going up to Taiga. Mm-hmm. Forgot about her. We see the words "Common Rider Chronicle." And that is kind of like referenced as like a new game. Yeah. Uh, we also see um, more and more like in the episode before this or something, uh, we see we see Emu um, transform into Genius Gamer M without like being like a writer and his like eyes creepy. glow and like his that hair flies in the wind. Yeah. What do you think about um, the mysterious dude taking out with like Dan like that seems to care about how strong <laughs> Emu is, like Parad. Yeah, so from at this point, did they mention his name yet? I don't know if they yeah. might have been passing, but his name is Parad or like Parado. Okay, because I, I believe they didn't announce it yet, but I was like, you know, just reviewing like stuff on the web to prep for the pod, and I saw his name was Parado. Is that his mm-hmm. name? Yeah. Okay, so I did see his name was that, but... um. I can't figure him out. I really, I really can't. Um, I don't know if he has something on Dan or if he's controlling Dan and then he's going to take over as a big bad in the future or if he's just like a, you know, it's like a character that pops up in every now and then, not like a tassel, but kind of like just like a creepy background character. But, uh, um, I can't wait to find out though. Yeah, no, um, it's a very, He's an interesting character that people really like. Um, for okay. like, so he has a bigger bad point. Oh, he plays a bigger part in the future. Yeah, like he's definitely like important in the plot of the show as they like go forward. Okay, and yeah, um, there's a lot of plot points, but um, we should probably talk about what happens uh, the other part of Christmas, which is uh, uh yeah. Do we have to, man? <laughs> Yo, yeah. what? What do you think? What the fuck? <laughs> There's some karaoke. Yo. Then what happens? Yo, like I keep I keep laughing at myself about how naive I was about this show and like just like watching, you know, uh Rider Zero One. And it wasn't like a lot of death because like that was my biggest complaint about Zero One is like death didn't feel like a thing in that show because they always came back. Mm-hmm. And then like it's just like we're watching Saber. And like I forget the guy's name, but um, he like you like I hope he dies. And I'm like what? I'm like you really? Th- <laughs> I'm like you think they're gonna kill a character that off that early? And you like yeah, I think it'll help the show. I'm like, Ugh. and then I see this happen in episode twelve. I'm like yo, he was a major character, and they just took him out the game. Crazy yeah. that early? Wow. Yeah. Oh my god, I was so naive, bro. I'm just like, I'm like watching it right. I'm like, oh, he's gonna get out of this. And they got a moment. I sat up. <laughs> like, I was like, are they really about to kill, kill him? And like, he vanished, bro. My like, my jaw was dropped. I was like, what? I was like, at least tell us what you know about Emu first before you go. You know, but <laughs> I guess we'll get there. He definitely has a case of like, hey. Like somebody asked him, "Hey, can you tell us what you found out?" And he's like, "Yeah, hey, Emu, uh, he I really, that, really no. care about you." <laughs> like the guy that knows the face of the murderer, and he's like trying to say it when he dies. Like that's what I'm guy like, no. But uh, yeah, um, I, I, I like I'm in the camp like how you said about Saber. I, uh, I think it actually helped the show a lot. Like I needed, I, th- I needed something like that to to happen to keep me watching it. And now I'm like, okay, I'm gonna finish this up. No, like it definitely resonates big in EX8 and um like Wild honestly moment. yeah <laughs> it's a very moment um <laughs> there's a point early into Common Ride with me where I like have reference that like there's like a notable Christmas episode or two and, and then there's a point where I'm like I shouldn't say anything about this cuz next year on Christmas I have to have something and I can't have him thinking about this oh you were sitting on this since last year huh 
yeah, it seemed too early last Christmas. Like there's too much yeah, going on. I, I'm I'm glad you took your time with me because this it, that made it worth the wait. I'm just like on a Christmas episode, <laughs> really? And like, I'm like, let's yeah. hear Rogers like Jesus or something like that. But I don't know, man. But I think that's a wrap for Kyria. Well, also, like, it's not just a Christmas episode. Like, it's one thing if it was like they're passing by like people like with like bells and stuff in the mall and they're being serious and trying to like investigate a mystery. But it's like half this fun karaoke special where they're doing like a dance routine and fighting like bro, a monster. The gears, bro. Like, what? Oh my. I'm like, okay, it's going to end on a happy note. Like, and then that happened like on a Christmas episode. Unexpectable. And um, so the spring movie for EX8 is um, in the spring they used to, they've kind of stopped like in the past couple of years, like do big, like every superhero crossover. So like there's this like special game that they find where like what Emu has to do is make a team of like his like favorite, like Sentai and Rider characters to help him like try and win. And like the thing they're trying to win is like, a wish basically or something to bring some back to life. I might be wrong on that. And like, um, there's a point though, where you just see like, um, a bunch of characters from various Kamen Rider shows, like including a couple dead characters from Kamen Rider game who like are brought back to life for like a split second. And it's just kind of like a big deal where it's like, Oh shit. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Like these people are being brought back to life for like a minute and like it's like a very good moment there too because it's like <laughs> oh yeah like we're only back to life for a minute but it was still fun you know <laughs> yeah just seeing the faces that's cool so you loved it no and two um i am always curious um for me i'm never certain when they're gonna pull the trigger and be willing to get rid of a character on the common rider which is nice because i think like especially with like all the forms and like all the toys and stuff like it's nice when you see like oh shit they took you out huh yeah like not to cut you off but even with like the the razor crest like the mandalorian ship <laughs> i'm like yo like that's just gone yeah so, so so um yeah you never really know what to expect when like something's taken away from you watching the show so i like that yeah and it's good and um so my question too and like we've talked about like the like loose ends they have because this is like 12 episodes into like a 45 episode like show um what do you think happens next on ex <laughs> i thought you were gonna ask me that um so i have a couple of theories okay. lined up maybe one or two um i assume that emu died during surgery that's that's what i think and i forget the doctor's name yagami or dr hanada, hanada yeah oh yeah hanada I assume that he brought Emu back to life using some kind of video game or some kind of like download connection to a video game and um, infuse him with the genius gamer M. Like, I feel like it's kind of like a uh, Juju Tsukaisen type thing. Like, the uh, gamer M is somebody else, like the piece or the game that he put into the surgery. I'm not really sure. Um, that's just a guess <laughs> from a guy that. Just watched the first 12 episodes. Uh, and um, I'm not really sh- sure how far you want me to guess, but I- that's the biggest mystery so far. Um, no, give me as far as you want to guess. Um, so the mystery behind his surgery, I'm just guessing he died. <clears throat> okay, he died? Right. Um, and what's the other mystery? Uh, I guess that's the biggest one. Um, where the show's headed. I would guess it ends with. I think. <laughs> I, like I think. Big swig. I, yeah, I'm going. For, I'm going for it all, bro. I think Dan dies. Okay. I think I don't think Dan makes it to the end. He the pace he's on right now. I don't think he lasts. And I think the the uh, Parada guy has will end up being a big bad to finish it off with. Um, not sure when the transition happens, but I think the show ends with him being the big bad. I don't really see him going away. And I think he just is using Dan to collect data to make the whole world a video game. Okay. What do you think Kamen Rider Chronicle, their plan is? Kamen Rider Chronicle. We see it on the screen in episode 12 and they're like, ah, it's like our new plan or like it's our final plan is to like enact Kamen Rider Chronicle. 
Um, so based off the the um, actions of Graphite with him trying to release the virus onto the city and turn civilians into bugsters, I would say, like I said, like I, I feel like it's a plot to make the whole that whole I wouldn't say the whole world. I'll say that whole city into like an actual level of a video game. Um, part of the civ- uh, civilians would be, you know, characters in a video game. Or they would just vanish. But I think the plot is to turn the whole city into like a multiplayer online video game type thing. That's that's my that's my uh, guess. Interesting. So I'm gonna need to know if you do end up watching more of the series. Like, what just, <laughs> I got it. Like, I got it. what you think though? Uh, <laughs> no, there's some things where you might have gotten closer. Some things where you might okay. not have, but. It's very. I feel like I like backed it. away when I like when I started getting close. I think I like backpedaled, but I'm gonna check it out, and then maybe sometime next next year or a couple pops from now, we'll we'll talk about it. No, yeah, totally, and uh, it's a good show for that. Like, um, there are like a lot of at this point, I guess, just like to check in with you of the shows you've looked at because you've looked at like a lot of shows as far as like what's a good intro or like that kind of stuff. What would your recommendation be for the first show that somebody looks at? Uh, me personally, the first camaraderie show of the ones that I watched. Yeah, <sighs> that's tough. It would. I thought it would be X Eight. I'm not gonna lie. I really like X Eight. The first six episodes, the best six episode run that I've seen. But that little mystery and game about the, <laughs> you know, the Invis and like the tree. That shit was so like I had to find out what happened, like I had to. So I would say it would go game zero one, then X eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I forgot about double. Um, damn, would I put X eight in front of double? Nah, I'll put. Okay, so I'll do game zero one double then X eight. Game zero one double next. So that's interesting because, like, I'm biased on zero one. I know, I know, I might get roasted or talk shit about, but zero one was my first comrader show, so it's always going to be hovering around top five until I get more shows under my belt. No zero one, like as far as like a show, like I feel like it, like the like mid or low points of it, like seem to be like in the middle for some people. Like I feel like it has no issues really, and it has like really good designs, and like yeah, it has and, a like, clear it, world. It survived a pandemic, bro. Like. Yeah, I just want to. I wish I could see like this. I was I was gonna say the Snyder cut. <laughs> I wish I wish I could see the cut of what they wanted to do before the pandemic happened. Like it was it was literally like I I love that show so much, and the ending was okay. I didn't love it, but it it was decent, and I feel like they had to had to rush things towards the end. But I I still hold that show very highly on my ranking list. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Um, like honestly, do you have a list. Yeah, so I, in my head, I always thought Double would be first just because it's so stylish. And like, for something like EX8 or like game, there's part of me that's like, would people like get turned off by the designs? I'm not sure, honestly. Like, maybe they wouldn't be, like, if they were like down yeah, to watch it. You know what? You're right. It's very, very, very stylish, very sleek. Um, the tropes or the gimmick of it is very simple. Um, the mystery behind it, the characters. Yeah, you know what? Damn. I might say zero one though, because like zero one, like Okay. Let me hold on. Let me let you finish first. <laughs> like the reason they said double for like a long time or like have thought double is like, okay, it has like a nice design and a very clear like aesthetic, like starting out, like versus like shows that like I might like think people might like more, like EX8 or like game. Um there's part of me that wants to say something like an early Heisei show because like they're my favorite shows like stuff like the first 10 years like the modern era like stuff like Fies and like but a lot of that stuff is more drama than action show and like it's like here's like a drama show where like in the like third episode they're going back to like a bar they used to work at and talking to their boss and then like (laughs) they're walking through an alley and they fight a monster and that's when they fight it like versus like yeah, that's kind of like what Fives is like, right? Yeah. It felt very drama-like. Um, I'd say probably Zero One, because like, you immediately know what that world's all about. And it's doing mm-hmm. interesting stuff with the question of AI, I think, early on. That's like, okay, you get that this has like a message. This has like 
themes this has characters pretty early so maybe zero one now yeah yeah it, it definitely wrote me in um the only reason why i said game over zero one is like i said that that mystery bro like i'm, I'm just that kind of guy bro like no totally i feel like with zero one it wasn't really any mystery behind it i just feel like it was just forward always moving forward nothing like oh what happened back then besides daybreak daybreak was like the only mystery and that was kind of un unre- or revealed pretty early yeah that's kind of obvious you like catch what my the mystery was there yeah. too totally you catch my drift though no yeah um i like game more personally and think like it might be like a better show if people can get on with this part is like well people see the fruit and the samurai stuff and like get turned off and like yeah that's where it's hard because like i'm not bothered by that kind of stuff like the kind of stories they tell um and like a lot of my favorite shows like have that kind of like issue so like maybe it's something like um there's like a show we haven't looked at called Comrider O's that's kind of like alchemy themed, I guess. And that show is like really good. Like uh maybe that's what I'd say. Or if there's like maybe Comrider Blade, which is uh a very early show that like we haven't looked at, uh that's like um starts kind of with a tragedy or like a major like loss for the heroes, I guess, in the show, and that has like a very good start. It's hard. Yeah, it it just depends on the, the viewer. You know what I mean? Like, like for me, like, like I wanted to say zero one because like you said, it was so quick and simple to get into. And, you know, all the answers were kind of in front of you, like right in front of you. And then like, you just had to go with where the plot was going. But like I said, like that mystery behind what, what's going on and what will happen with the game is just like, I'm, I love mysteries, bro. <laughs> I love mystery and swords. So anything like that, I'm, I'm all in. You'll love what's going on with Tassel and Comrade Saber then. Hopefully. <laughs> Oh man. Shout out Comrade Saber though. Between <laughs> stuff like uh like people getting into dramas and like anime, maybe it's just like me being too like too worried compared to where people like are versus like when I was like a teen and like got into this stuff. Like maybe it's just, like just let people watch stuff and they'll enjoy it, you know? Yeah. And um as far as Comrade like Zero One goes, um if you're willing to get past uh, your preconceptions and wait and see, then you can come on a ride with me. And that's how you know it's Aruto. <laughs> yeah, it's the best I go. got. <laughs> no. Uh, speaking of uh, the best we got, uh, where people find you when you're not talking about like uh, Tokusatsu, James? You can find me at my new handle. Anybody that's following me from my old one, you can find me at Copacetic Senpai on Twitter. And you can find me on uh YouTube under the same handle, Copacetic Senpai. Where can they find you, Kip? Well, first, like really quick, uh, what's behind like that like new name and like what made you like change it all up? Um, so the reason why I wanted to like change it is because I was going by my podcast name for so long and I didn't really feel like it was personal. Like, I feel like I was the brand. It's kind of like you calling yourself Kamarai with me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's not fun. So I feel like I was just like held down by my own podcast name. So to get more personal and, and to feel more like I could talk or tweet or post anything like with myself in it, I feel like I had to be more personal. So that's why I changed the name. Um, I didn't really want to go by my government name. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I'm not like a journalist or anything. So, so I uh, I came across the word copacetic, um, kind of describes my personality. Very easygoing. Everything's gonna be all right. And I love anime, and I feel like I'm a, I could be somebody senpai. So I put the two together, and uh, I'm still still potting on pop net. Still got that brand, but to be more personal with my viewers and you know people that listen to the pod, I feel like I had to come up with a name. Instead of being like, oh, you can find me at PopcoNet. They'd be like, why is the name PopcoNet? You know what I mean? So, Copacetic Senpai. Or you could just call me Copacetic. Did you consider like real underscore PopcoNet official to let people know you're a person? <laughs> Bro, no. <laughs> like, I'm, no. I'll, I would never go to those links to just use my name. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> the real. Yeah. Like, I have a friend that does that and I just laugh every time I see it. The real. <laughs> the real. <laughs> 
Yeah. Somebody somebody should make one be like the fake. <laughs> Just a troll. So what I like is when somebody like takes somebody's like first name and last name and like swaps like the first letter, just like does like a parody account. That's always good. Yeah, that or they try to sell the name back to him, which is the boss move. So actually, some hidden history. Um Kip actually stands for common ride with me in here people podcast <laughs> that's like a da vinci code i'd have never guessed that <laughs> no this name uh predates uh this show by a fair bit it's just uh what i use on stuff but uh yeah but speaking of uh stuff um uh, you can find me um at james forge you can find the podcast um at come right to me on twitter come right with me on instagram and at comrades.com that has been newly redesigned and there will be some more stuff going out if you check out uh comrades.com slash merch for the month of december and until january 8th all the proceeds from our merch is going direct to like eviction defense funds so if there's people like not to like just yell but on january 1st there are a lot of people who are going to be put in a situation where they are near or at being evicted so all of the like percentage of that merch sale goes right to there um and to help to help people out and like we've had like a couple people already but um that would be like great to be able to just like uh know if you want to get something that's going straight to like to people who, who like need that the most and like i um it's my first time designing merch, but I think it's like turned out pretty good. Yeah, these show these shirts are so dope, and the coffee mugs are even better. So go ahead and get you one, get your loved ones one for Christmas, get yourself one while you're at it, and yeah, let's get this merch stuff going, guys. Also, send us pics if you have it on like Instagram or Twitter, and just tag us. Yeah, and um, the person that got the gigantic blanket. I want to see that. Like, I'm not going to buy myself a gigantic Halloween camaraderie blanket, <laughs> but I want to see that. Um, maybe that's too personal. Maybe I shouldn't reveal that I know somebody bought a blanket. Like, <laughs> and they're private, but no. Uh, I want to see that. That's awesome. Yeah, please, please add us on Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, so um, what we learned today, James? Man, this is, this... oh, you know what? Watch, listen to Come Around With Me or Come Around With Me and have a Merry Christmas. How about that? Damn, that's... I thought you were going to say Come Around With Me and die. Oh, what? No. I would never tell listeners to die. Come Around With Me or die. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and keep on living. Yeah, please live. (laughs) In the words of Come Around Game, just live more. I don't wanna know. Alright guys, peace. <laughs>real good guest stuff coming up soon though because i'm doing uh three guest spots in the next week so it's gonna be busy but uh what pods are gonna be on i'm gonna be on rangers plane then we're still figuring out if they're gonna come back on here um i'm gonna be on reading comics while black talking about like, like the ultraman like netflix show he's coming on to talk about the power rangers christmas specials Rangers Plane might be doing the Mass Rider Christmas special called like Furbus's First Christmas, I think, uh, or something. <laughs> oh man, that's gonna be dope. And uh, then right now, I have this uh, movie trivia podcast who is gonna come on to look at uh, Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Never heard of that. In the 90s, like um the Ultraman company made Gridman, which last year was that anime. So this is like the Toku the 90210 like Oh, I did rip-off. see this. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Right? I used to love this show. Oh my god. I just googled it. Okay. 
I forgot the name of it. This is so dope. So this isn't Ultraman though. No, it's like um all set inside of like cyberspace and stuff. Okay. Yeah, I used to watch this shit all the time, bro. No, I yeah. never knew this was in Toku. That's dope. Yeah, it's weird because it was like that first show was like your typical like nineties like really badass like guitar opening, and then it had like it's a like let's try and be Power Rangers version, but then like the anime last year like everyone loved, and like they have like a new anime show that like starts in April. It's supposed to really looks really cool. Uh, did did they drop that on Netflix or is that somewhere else? I think that's on Crunchyroll in April. It's going to come out. It's like a sequel to the Gridman from like 2019. Okay. I have to keep my eye open for that. I should start the podcast. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> yeah, I thought we were potting already. It's all good. No, I'm going to throw that in the end because I was like all related to shit. 